Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talkers. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers are headed to Indianapolis for the 2024 NFL Combine. A very exciting week. Really, the first week of it was dead. It was boring. We were coming up with all the nonsense to... There are tangible things to talk about. We have evidence of things. There will be news, real life news. It is as exciting as it gets for journalists and for some podcast hosts and for NFL fans in general. It's a beautiful day in the Berg. It's supposed to be a beautiful week down in good old Indianapolis. I don't know, you know, why Indy's always nice when we get down there. I, I will say this. I know you're not coming this year and very upset about it. I'm a little nervous that I'm about to hit a tornado on this drive by myself because I don't know if I'm going to handle that situation as well as it was just like, all right, well, if we die in this bar, at least we die together. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'm going to handle it the same way. Yeah, Indy was Indy was a fun ride from from start to finish, literally. Uh, last year when we went out, I mean, it was yeah, it was touch and go when we were sitting out. We sat down for lunch in Ohio and we immediately started to hear tornado sirens. It was yes. it's very comforting to to you know. We finally get to sit down for a meal and step out of the car, stretch our legs. And not only is it pouring rain, but we immediately <laughs> feel like we are in danger. It was a great time. I just felt like, you know what? Like you can't die in twos. Everybody in the bar was like there. I'm going to be like, if it's me by myself, my immediate thought is, man, dude, I'm going to die at a bar with a bunch of drunk people who are very willing to die at this bar. And it could go one of two ways. I could either just indulge and say, well, we're here, man. We're here for the ride or it could go bad. But we, you will be missed on this indie trip. What are you uh what are you looking forward to I, I guess the most coming out of Indy for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, I'm interested to see if they talk to a quarterback at all, quite honestly. I think they're gonna end up picking one uh, at some yeah. point in this draft. And I'm just wondering how how high are they going? You know, how much do they feel like they need to grab? You know, I don't think they're taking one the first round or even the second round, but I think uh, you know, it, it's the difference between you know, are they talking to a Michael Pratt or a Spencer Rattler or a Jordan Travis, you know, versus yeah. are they going to wait to pick a guy up who's, you know, going to be available, who didn't get invited, and but will be there in the seventh round? Just how much insurance do they feel like they need uh, in this search for kind of their next their next era of a quarterback room? I agree. I agree. I think that's I, and I tossed that into my uh, five headlines to watch is 
really are the Steelers going to talk to a quarterback at all? Because yeah. just like you said, like if you're not talking to a first round guy, are you talking to the mid round guys or you're just totally blowing it off? I think that'll give a good indication. I agree 100 percent on that one. Uh, my big thing to watch is kind of along the same lines, but with the wide receivers, I want to know. Are you talking to first-round wide receiver options? Are you talking to only mid-round wide receiver options? I feel like that is a position that has been totally tossed to the side for the Pittsburgh Steelers as everybody's talking about how you need to add a wide receiver, but you don't really know when or where it's going to happen. Are the Steelers looking at the NFL draft, or are they solely focused on three positions, and and that's about it? And I think we'll get a good indication once we uh, once we get down to Indy. Yeah, absolutely. I think wide receiver is so interesting because, like we said, there were some some free agent targets, but it didn't seem like yeah. many of those are are as in play. And uh, it's another deep receivers class, so there are going to be plenty of options uh, for the Steelers if they want to fill that that slot position. Especially, I feel like that's the one that they're they're really aiming for. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it could it could stir up if it goes one way, it could stir up some Deontay Johnson trade talk rumors. If it goes the other way. You know, you're talking about, okay, is this going to be a complete wide receiver core? What it means for Calvin? I just think there's a lot of questions that could be asked. It'll be exciting. There are two major storylines to watch as the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Indy and the NFL Combine. One of them is about a quarterback, obviously. The other one is about their center position. Because as we got off the podcast on Friday, began our Friday cool down, just working through the news cycle, whatever. Immediately, things start popping off. Boom, boom, boom. And it was not one. It was not two. It was like 10 in a row. They got the salary cap number. They got Najee Harris's fifth-year option. We'll dive into both of those things. And then Mason Cole on his way out of Pittsburgh in a very shocking move. I think Mason Cole was a guy that you could have looked at as a cap casualty, could have looked at a guy that, you know, come June, he's not around anymore. Maybe you find a trade partner. Who knows? The Steelers decide to move on from him before the NFL combined, before free agency, well before really they have any real need to move on from Mason Cole. And immediately after they find out that they have about $7 million in cap space to spend right now. So it's not a necessity to start clearing space with veterans. You heard the news of Mason Cole. I think you were as shook as I was. What was your, uh, what was your response? What were your thoughts? Uh, well, my immediate reaction was, man, let's take a look at some of these centers that are available in the draft. Let's look at it yeah. even closer now than we were before. I think center always kind of seemed like a position of need, uh, and now it is obviously a position of need. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the free agent class. It doesn't seem like there are going to be a ton of options, even with uh, the increased salary cap number. Um, so I, I'm looking – directly at the NFL draft. And this suddenly becomes an even bigger week for the Steelers. It's not just, okay, we're finding another option at center maybe, but it's, it's, we got to find our guy. I feel yep. like uh, here at the NFL combine and then in the NFL draft, they got to make sure they land them. Uh, it seems like there's a handful of guys, uh, you know, there's a few names that are out there that could, that could kind of fit that bill. And uh, the Steelers got to make sure they get one of them because I, I cause th this is not, this is a move you, this is not a move you make unless you think, you know, your real center of the future is not only out there that is available for you to get now, but that you're you're almost guaranteed to land them because uh, yeah. this is a risky move to make uh, without, you know, a, a set backup plan already in place. I agree. I agree 100 percent. That was my first thought as well Is the Steelers have to have a plan like there has to be something somewhere where they were all sitting around going. We are 100 percent confident that this is going to work out the way that we believe it is going to work out and that they will land. I'm guessing their center of the future. Like you don't release Mason Cole for 
some mid-tier free agent, right? I don't think that that's the way that you'd go about it. I think this is go big or go home. And to be totally honest, like maybe that is a big name. I mean, Brian Allen is the name that everybody keeps tossing out there as a potential landing spot for the Steelers, former Ram. I mean, Cody Whitehair, I believe, is out there as well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's where you're going, but I think it's the NFL draft. I think that they have totally convinced themselves there are one, two, maybe three guys that they believe are instant starters, instant impact players, the next Marquise Pouncey, and they're going to get them. And I think that's what the NFL Combine is about to tell us. I think that is storyline number one is come Saturday, which is wild that they did that to us is that they they don't make the linemen talk until like dude it's like they don't even know what the pittsburgh steelers are searching for in this year's draft come saturday when we're talking to the offensive linemen do they only talk to the, is there three centers that are like yeah i met with the pittsburgh steelers and everybody else is like no i haven't and what does it tell you if they if they met with everybody if they meet with all the centers what in your head does that tell you and does it change anything and does it concern you that maybe they're going to be a little bit more lenient than your original thought makes you believe? No, I mean, I think there are like four. I mean, I think I threw out on Twitter, like for those, those four top names, like if they yeah. talk to those top four guys, like I think that kind of aligns with what I'd expect. They're just doing their homework on the guys that are going to be right at the top of that draft class. I think the only thing that would really concern me is if they're also talking to tackles and guards and things yeah. like that. Um, you know, like the, that, I don't know. That is that what that I, I think you could have convinced yourself prior to Mason Cole getting cut that that you know a tackle was a good use of a pick there. That um, you know maybe some of these first round corners were were useful to to talk to and see if they're and see if they are a good fit for you. But now I think it's got to be a center and it's got to be offensive line, especially just particularly center. Um, I don't think yeah. you can go really in another different direction. I mean, there's a chance. I, I mean, like. I feel like I've heard that uh, that Georgia center Van Van Pran has fall, fallen a little bit. Like he's yeah. out of the first round now. Um, Zach Frazier, second rounder. But I mean, I think there there's a limited number of guys who are right at that top, uh, and you've got to be talking to one of those, and you got to be talking to all of those guys. I think to be ready for to be ready to be flexible, given that you're in kind of a weird position with that pick number twenty, and you got to be ready to leap at, at whoever's there. It's it's it just in my mind, it's got to be a center in the first, I don't know, two, two rounds. I two feel rounds. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I agree. Like, I don't know how much competition you're going to have for those guys either. I agree. I agree. I don't think that you could, I, I just don't think you could go into the third round and say, well, we don't have a center yet, but we could, yeah. we'll figure it out. I think those are, and, and maybe that Van Preet guy, like I've seen him fall into the third round, maybe, but I still think that's a risk. Like, I think if yeah. you are not, like, I don't think you release your starting center when you do not need to before the NFL combine, unless you are, yep, we're getting Jackson Bowers Johnson or we're getting Zach Frazier. There's no questions. Here, here's a question. Is it possible that they're thinking about, you know, can Nick Herbig be a center, that, be a center, Maybe. starting center for them? Can, uh, I mean, James Daniels, I know, has had some experience there in the past. Or do you think that they're considering position moves at all? I, I think maybe. I think maybe. Does that make sense? Like, does it make, does I mean, what one makes more sense? I feel like James Daniels. So James Daniels, I'm pretty sure played center in college. I'm pretty sure that's what he played at Iowa and has the most experience playing center of the two. Nate Herbig has some experience playing center, but he said last year, I mean, we talked to him a bunch of times during training camp and he said, look, I'm just practicing because the first time that I snap a football to a quarterback in a while can't be in a game. 
you know, so it's not like he's like an experienced center. It doesn't make more sense to just say Nate Herbig. We trust Nate Herbig can develop into this. Or does it make more sense to say James Daniels, who's played right right guard for two years now for them, moves to moves to center? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, also after the season that Mason Cole had, I mean, we we've been over this. We love him to death, but he's. He didn't have the best year last year. Yeah, yeah. If, if one of these guys was able to step up and take over that role, why didn't they do it during the season? You know, exactly. like why didn't why why would you wait so long to make a move like that? So, yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's a bit of a long shot. I just that was in the back of my mind. Like, can they be cooking up something in the back? I, don't I know. think people believe it. I think people. I think there are a lot of people out there who immediately speculated. Oh well, that you know that could be that could be a possibility, and I think it is on the table. I definitely think it's on the table. I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I feel it's so drastic of a move that there has to, like, just the, who the Steelers are, who Mike Tomlin is, who they are so cautious. They are the most cautious human beings on the planet. They do not, you know, like, I just feel like you don't do this unless you're like, all right, we have one, their first round option has one guy. It's just big dude from Oregon, no neck. That's the one. That's the guy <laughs> they're going to get. Uh, maybe. I think this week is huge to find out who they're talking to. I will be more intrigued if we get a wide base of the Steelers are talking to every single center in the draft and then you're like, "Oh, okay, well that's that's a lot of centers." You know, that's a lot of I thought it'd be very narrow to two, three, maybe four guys that they'd be real interested in. Very interesting week. Very interesting move that we'll I think we'll get an answer to by the end of the week. The next big storyline coming to the NFL Combine is one I know we keep talking about it. I know, you know, at this point, people are just waiting for something to happen. Maybe it does happen this week. According to Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer, the Chicago Bears are ready almost to make a trade for Justin Justin Fields. He said on ESPN Radio, quote, I think the bones of a trade will be set next week. There's some urgency on the Bears part to get some, ooh, excuse me, something done. He's talking about the NFL Combine. Indianapolis will have literally... Eh, give or take a couple, but most of the 32 general managers, most of the 32 head coaches in one spot, drinking, talking, working with players, negotiating, so much going on down in Indianapolis would make sense to get a deal done a little early. When you hear that, do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are in play for a move this early for Justin Fields at the NFL Combine, or do you think it's if the Bears get a deal done, it's not going to be with Pittsburgh because they're not making a move a month, two weeks, two and a half weeks before free agency and two months before the NFL draft. Yeah. Like you and I have talked about, it seems like Mason Rudolph is kind of the, the option one a for this yeah. team. Um, like Justin Fields was always a long shot, but it seemed like there was some steam gathering there. There was some smoke gathering there. Uh, doesn't really seem like with this news, doesn't really seem like it anymore. To be yeah. quite honest, this seems more aimed at teams that are, you think obviously looking at quarterbacks in this draft uh, mm-hmm. and, and kind of top round quarterbacks. Um, and, and I think that because, you know, at this event, at the NFL combine guys are going to be able to talk to, I mean, the bears are going to be able to talk to other teams and say, Hey, what do you make of these quarterbacks? Do you feel like you can take one of these guys? Or do you think you're in the market to maybe give up a first round pick for our guy instead of using your first pick, uh, first pick on one of these guys, you know, just yep. who are you more sold on? Um, that's why I feel like this is more tailored for, you know, Atlanta or Denver or even maybe New England. And I think there's one other team in need of a quarterback. Washington, oh, like maybe. Min- yeah, Washington, oh, Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota too. Um, so I think, although I mean, trading 
ju- trading Justin Fields inside the division seems like that's something that Wild. could come back to bite. <laughs> that, that could come back to bite you real easily. Yeah. Um, but either way, th- this this news makes it seem like the Bears are kind of more tailored towards trading to one of those teams, and that's who they're going to be real focused on. I agree. I, I think that's a good point. I think that's a good way to look at it is this is kind of pushing the envelope, pushing the urgency for teams that maybe w- would want to wait to, I don't know, make a different type of move. I agree with that one. I think that's a good that's a good one. Do you think the Steelers are involved at all? Like, Do you think there's any conversation – between, I mean, Omar Khan's a dude. Like he's not, he's not Kevin Colbert. And Kevin Colbert would go. I, you weren't even around for the Kevin Colbert years, at least enough of them to be like, yeah, that guy would never. He wouldn't even consider it. First off, Mason Cole would be on the roster until the day they got a new center. The, the part two would be a trade. We're talking quarterback trade. The NFL combine. Don't even come over here. Don't even come anywhere. Omar Khan's a totally different human being. You think that you think there's any conversation that the Steelers are in when it comes to a Justin Fields talk and and the Bears, I would guess GM Ryan Pools. I mean, they have to have the conversation. I think I think it's going to be a short conversation though, especially yeah. because, like I said, I mean, I think that they're going to end up talking to teams like like New England, like Atlanta, like Minnesota, who are in better position in the draft. Like that, the I, I feel like any any bones of a trade for Justin Fields is going to obviously be centered around draft picks and the Steelers. I don't think have the most attractive set of draft picks mm-hmm. among these teams. So excuse me, there's, there's going to be teams that I think are more involved and in that the bears are more interested in talking to than the Steelers. I think, you know, you have to have that conversation just because you're there and you're, you've expressed some interest sort of, I don't know. There's been some, like I said, there's been some smoke, not some direct interest, but um, yeah, I think you have to have that conversation. I just think it's going to be pretty short to be quite honest. I agree. I don't think Omar is getting in there and saying, okay, well, this is the tr- These are the bones. We put the bones in place. I do think I will say this, that if Omar has a conversation and it goes, it goes in a positive direction and he, by the end of it is feeling really good about what they might have to get. And maybe there's not any interest because that's the other part of this is this is probably aimed at other teams, but what if other, what if the Atlanta Falcons are falling in love with Jaden Daniels and you know, Drake May is climbing up the board and all of a sudden teams are like, yeah, I'm not, you know, JJ McCarthy's my dude. I'm cool with that. I don't need Justin Fields. If that happens and, and Omar Khan will catch word of that. And he has positive conversations with Chicago's front office and things go well. And he believes, Hey, maybe, you know, maybe we could make a trade that's beneficial for us more than it is beneficial for Chicago. I think at that point, it's a conversation to be had. I think we will catch wind of that much earlier than right now. Like, I think that there will be, it will not go, the Steelers are making a trade. It will go, the Steelers had very positive conversations with Ryan Poole and the Bears about trading for Justin Fields, and then it'll move from there. But I think that if that, if that conversation were to happen, if things did go in that direction, I mean, I think all, all bets are off the table. At that point, you know, Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin are not going to sit around and say, well, if but Mason might, there's a 50% chance Mason wants to come back to the Steelers. You know, maybe we wait it out and get Mason Rudolph. I think at that point, if, if, if things go just like so far in the Steelers favor, I could see it happening. That's such a long shot. And if I did like, you know, I would put absolutely zero money on the Steelers trading for Justin Fields this week. I'm just laying out. There's a path. like, yeah, like the path that would, it, yeah, there is something that could happen. 
I don't think it could happen. I think there's more yeah. of a possibility, and maybe, maybe, uh, like, what I want to know your opinion on this too. I think there's more of a possibility that the Bears trade the first round pick than there are trading Justin Fields at the combine. Yeah, I, who, who, oh, yeah, I mean, the trading <laughs> Justin Fields at the sure, sure. I, I don't think that's more likely than them trading Justin Fields, period, but trading him at the combine, I think that's, I think that's, that's spot on. Like, they're, they might, I don't even think they'll like agree in principle to anything with anyone. No, you know, like this is they're going to drag this out. They're going to make, uh, I don't know. I think they're going to make people kind of. Uh, I, I think they're assuming that the price is only going to go up and that Justin's only going to look even more valuable. Um, yes. But if you're the Steelers, if you're any other team that wants to trade for Justin Fields, you better hope that you know JJ McCarthy is a great week and he's been getting hyped up all over the place this like over the past couple weeks. Um, yep. But. You know him, Michael Penix. You want to see those? You you hope? I mean, I saw you know Spencer Rattler hype going around too. Um, like you <laughs> yeah. better hope that every quarterback just looks phenomenal the, over this week. And that's what I'm saying. I think that there's a better. I think the Bears, if they are have, if they do have some sense of urgency, there's it's this is the wrong week for that. Like it's such the because you it is going to hurt you. Like if your the stock for Caleb Williams is going to go through the roof. That first round stock's going to go through the roof. Justin Fields stock is going to drop by the moment. Like every, every quarterback that goes through drills and looks good with no defenders, no nothing. Justin Fields stock is dropping. It just, it's not the week for the bears. And that's what I'm saying. Like if they're, you know, by the end of the week, Omar Khan's like, yeah, man, Justin Fields is worth a fourth round pick. And we both know that, you know, <laughs> maybe just maybe something, but I don't think it's a good week to trade Justin Fields. Bad move for Chicago. They do make bad moves though. Shout out. Right. Chase Claypool. And Joey Porter Jr., 100%. All right, let's talk about more Pittsburgh Steelers news that popped up throughout the weekend at the end of last week. The, they learned Najee Harris's fifth-year option, which has been a big topic of conversation whether or not they should pick up his option. They have until, I believe, May 2nd to decide on that decision. That option is now $6.79 million for his fifth year in the NFL. He's a three-time back-to-back-to-back 1,000-yard rusher. He has, you know, he was the angriest runner of 2023. At the same time, the dude has put so much weight on his shoulders as the Steelers' top running back over the last couple of years that, you know, you've seen them already have to work manage or, or load manage his workload early in the season. And that is maybe a bit concerning. You've seen him deal with knee injuries this past year. A lot of questions, both sides. You hear the number six point seven nine million. We finally get that out there. You know, as we stand here right now, you think the Steelers should pick up the Steelers or uh, not the Steelers? Najee Harris's fifth year option. I do, quite honestly. Um, I think the way the salary cap increased really makes that much more palatable. And you mentioned some injuries, but Najee still played in seventeen games. He still rushed for a thousand yards, and I thought at times he looked even more explosive than he has. I mean, especially last year, and and more than I can remember even from his rookie year. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm all in on Najee. He is not, I, I get it. The age and the, and the wear and tear on him uh, is a concern, but he hasn't really shown signs of slowing down. In fact, like, like I said, I mean, he looked, I, I forget what the stat is about 20 plus yard runs um, that he had last season, but he, he was astonishingly like towards the top of that list, which, yes. you know, even at his best, even at his, you know, spryest and healthiest and everything like that, like, you never think of him as a real explosive runner, and he really showed that last year. I think he alleviated, like in my mind, he alleviated a lot of the 
really big concerns about what he's what what his limitations are as a running back. So yeah, I, I'm all in on Najee. He has been nothing but productive. Um, he's you know, I, I don't think everyone agrees with everything that he says in the locker room, but there's definitely some leadership qualities there and he, he cares and he wants to be around and he wants his team to be good. So I, I, I think there is, you know, really very little reason why I wouldn't consider bringing Najee Harris back. I agree. I agree. I think that it's very likely that the Steelers sign him to a fifth year option or pick up his fifth year option. There's really no need. Like you don't want to risk wanting to keep him around for another season and then having to sign him to a one year deal because the running running back market stinks, but there's still value to it. Like if you sign him to one year deal, chances are it's going to be more than six point seven nine million dollars. This dude is very valuable. He's a first round pick. Like he's produced like a first round pick. There's there hasn't been moments where you've looked at Najee and been like, yeah, he stinks. Like no, you look at Najee Harris and you go, that's a thousand yard running back. That's pretty good. You know, you've, he's he's done exactly what you've looked for in a running back. 6.79 is super affordable. I also don't think that that really hurts the Steelers' salary cap situation as a whole in two years. And you just, there are other questions. Like, is Jalen Warren's 25, 26 years old at this point? Like, he's going on to the last year of his deal. Are you going to sign him to another deal? He's going to be worth, I mean, he's making less than a million dollars a year. He's going to be worth more than that. You want to make sure that you have a running back at bare minimum. I think Najee's a dude. I don't think there's. I think when you go beyond that, that's when it becomes a question. I don't think that Najee's a dude that gets a second contract in Pittsburgh. I hope he gets one somewhere, but you know, just the way the running back market works, the way he has just he's carried the rock so many times in his young career, and he's already 27 years old. I think it'd be tough for him to get that second deal. Right, but I'm I'm dealing with that problem when it when it arrives. Yeah, when it comes. Najee's also only 25, at least according to – he was 25 last year. I don't know what So his... he'll be 27 by the time his fifth-year deal's up, right? Uh, let's see what his birthday is. March 9th. So yeah. he turns – Oh, okay, so he turns 26 this year. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Happy I mean, birthday, Najee Harris. Yeah, that's that's true. We'll we'll make sure to remember that. Um, where, what were we talking about? Picking up his second year second, – uh, oh. second contract. Oh yeah, no, I I don't see that really happening either. Um, but I mean, I'll deal with that problem when it gets there. You know, like he's yeah. he's going to be affordable at least for another year. This is not the time I feel like the Steelers really need to pinch pennies. To be quite honest, like no salary cap increase, like pivotal year, like take some swings. And this isn't even a big swing. This is this is a safe single that you can hit real easily, and and you can lock up a, a really solid running back for another year. It for like you said, very affordable. Like. He's yeah. going to be worth more on the open market than that. I feel like even with all the tread in his tires. So I, this is in my mind, uh, not really a tough decision. It's a bit of a no brainer to be quite honest. I agree. I agree. And I think that there's, when it comes to the, I mean, the fifth year option easy, especially you go up $30 million, even if it goes up another 15 next year, you're chilling. Like you have no, you've no worries in the world, especially like, I mean, what we're going to talk about next, if that happens, the easiest thing in the possible world to come to stay under the salary cap. If it's Kenny Pickett, easiest thing in the world to stay under the, like you have a whole year still of him just being on his last deal or his rookie deal. Like there are, there are easy ways, right? I mean, if they trade for Justin Fields or sign Kirk Cousins, things become a little bit different, but for right now, I, I think that's the way to go about it. Second contract. Mm, 
We'll see when that happens. We'll see what the salary cap's looking like. We'll see what he's looking to get. You know, if Najee Harris is a dude who's looking, and he's like, hey, I want ten million plus a year. All right, you have fun in the free agency market. You have a good time. I hope. I wish you the best. If you're looking for six, depending on how good you are, maybe the Steelers. You know, they ain't get a six, and they they give you another two years, and you feel really good. You know, and I think to be a journeyman that way. You make more in your career because it doesn't come to an end because you're looking for a bunch of money. And, and that stinks as a, as a running back market. That's the worst. But I think that's the spot that they're in. But, yes, when it comes to fifth-year option, easy. Should be really the only question. I, I think they have, like, a week left to sign franchise tags. No chance they're franchise tagging anybody. I don't even I don't even know anybody that they would. Franchise, Mason Rudolph, you know, a quick, a swift $28 million. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not happening. Not happening. So I think they're good. I think they're good. Najee Harris, May 2nd. I didn't anticipate that gets picked up. Next thing I want to talk about, last thing I want to talk about, Mike Florio, man. He tosses a lot out there. Some of it's right. Some of it's not right. Some of it Mike Tomlin laughs off in press conferences later when asked about his wife and him having to sit down and talk and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, believe what you want. He tossed a rumor out there, and this is what we're going to call it. We're going to call it a rumor, saying that Russell Wilson, man, he's just looking to win, and he wants to win two Super Bowls, and that is what he's looking to do, and he doesn't really care about the money. He's expected to get, or he still will get, if he is released by the Denver Broncos, which is a huge part of this. Every time you talk about Marcel Wilson, you have to bring into consideration that he is still a member of the Denver Broncos, and if you listen to Sean Payton talk, he says things like, yeah, me and Russ were close, and he is definitely in the equation to possibly be our quarterback in 2024. So, you know, believe what you want. He's still a Denver Bronco. If they do release him, Russ is owed $37 million up front by the Denver Broncos. $37 million this season. According to Florio, quote, Wilson will take the league minimum elsewhere, $1.21 million, and stick the Broncos with the balance of his $39 million fully guaranteed compensation package for 2024 however wilson won't be doing that as a backup he'll want it in exchange for his willingness to take so little a commitment that he'll be the starter 1.21 million dollars signed russell wilson lavar arrington the other day said now nah, he's too soft for pittsburgh he'll never last in, in the afc north <laughs> maybe that's right maybe that's not right who knows if he's worth 1.21 million dollars that's the contract he's looking for you if you're the pittsburgh you got to consider it right there's no way that you could just say we're good. Sorry. Oh, absolutely. Um, like he becomes, I mean, just like in terms of, you know, value of the player versus how much money they would be taking up. Like yeah, that he'd probably be the most, I don't even know what the word is, but like, that's, that's an efficient use of resources right there is, yes. is getting in an all pro caliber quarterback, a guy who's capable, I think of still playing that way. Um, a guy who, I don't know, really helps revived. I feel revive, I feel like a Denver Broncos offense that was stuck in the mud. I mean, Sean Payton has a big part to play in that as well. But I mean, Russ, like especially second half of last year was like looked like him old self. Looked like his old self. Um, so I'm I'm absolutely taking that if I'm the Steelers. The the thing is I don't I like how real is this? Like how like why would Russ like undermine his negotiating leverage so early and like by leaking this and by i don't know like you if you truly are willing to take the the veteran minimum why wouldn't you just wait until you get into contract like 
I, I don't know. You don't lead with that. I feel like no. if you're a smart negotiator, that's no. so I don't know how real this is, but if it is, you have to, you have to leap at it. I feel like, yeah, if it's, I mean, that's, that's your option. That immediately becomes the best case scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You sign Russell Wilson, you get him for zero money. Cool. You know, that's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's a guy that looked good at the end of last season. Like that's your best bet. There's zero questions asked. That's the, that's the way that you go about things. If you're the Steelers, I agree with you though. I've never heard, and I've never heard anybody who just negotiated their way into thirty nine million, thirty nine million dollars on a, to get paid by a team that is no longer wanting his services. To, eh, you know what? We'll start off with the worst, and we'll just see if they're offering a little bit more, a little bit more money here and there. Also, we'll like, see if they'll negotiate against themselves. That's yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I think I think the basis of this because I read the whole story goes off of. Like somebody tossing out there that he believes that Russell Wilson should be Aaron Rodgers backup for the Jets. And I was like, well, well, that's never going to happen. So I don't know why, like where the Russell Wilson is now a backup quarterback conversation started. I have no, I have no clue, but I, I mean, I don't, if I had to guess, this is not, there's no chance that Russell Wilson's heading into free agency saying, yeah, I'm taking the league men. I'm just saying, Putting that out there now, like anyone yeah. can sign me for Eddie. zero dollars and zero cents for minimum wage. Well, I, dude, his con- he he's his agent it ha- represents one NFL player, Russell Wilson. That guy will never get another job in the NFL, never, ever. And he did. He, he's already up there. He's already winning because he he signed. He got the ridiculous contract. He got the contract that screwed the team to all ends, and that's what players want. Mm. Not this one. This is you're never going to get a client again for that one. It's, remember that time right. you uh, had Russell signed for one point two one million, and he knew about it before he was even released by the Denver Broncos. No. That being said, if it happened, you got to sign him. There's just is he got does he immediately fly up to is he is he option A that one point two one million dollars is he option A? Yeah, I mean, I well, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I still feel like I'd. Everyone's gonna hate it, but I'd rather have Justin Fields than than <laughs> Russell Wilson. But um, yeah, I feel like this is you know a one B or an option, a really close option too. Um, yes. it's probably you, like assuming this is true, which we we don't know about that at all. Yeah. Um, this would be the most realistic. I feel like you know. Yes, I think you. Like, I think Justin Fields, talent wise, awesome would be the best one. I think you just put the big pie chart in front of you and you say these are all the things it's really hard to pass up one a super bowl couple all pros nine time pro bowler 1.21 million dollars <laughs> like, right. without having to give up any draft picks like that's yeah 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 for free 1.21 million dollars for not like you were going to make as much money as Jalen warren and we're just going to have to sign you like okay yeah. sounds good like you want to sign a three-year deal like you want to come here three years league men sounds good to me like I think easy option one, but again, there's no part of me sitting around saying, yeah, that's it. That's going to happen. So we'll see a lot of we are a lot of weird storylines, big week ahead of us. The Pittsburgh Steelers, like we said, heading to Indianapolis right now, Omar Khan set to talk tomorrow twice. Uh, From there, we will talk to each position group daily. I believe it finishes with the offensive lineman on Saturday quarterbacks, I believe are on Tuesday. So starting off, starting off strong or with absolutely nothing to talk about. We'll see how it goes. Either way, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash 
all Steelers talk. There will be player videos and updates from the combine all week long on YouTube. So make sure that you are tuned in and subscribed and got those notifications on. So, you know, everything happening with the Pittsburgh Steelers also subscribe to us anywhere you get your audio podcasts. As always, we're pushing those hard. So we appreciate any reviews and downloads that you give us. Find all our work at allsteelers.com, especially throughout this week as we head to the NFL Combine and all of our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.